1: With SRN News, I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. A day after news broke that President Donald Trump's military parade would cost some $92 million. The president announces he's canceling it.
0: The president
2: blaming local government for jacking up the price, tweeting that local politicians who run Washington, D.C. poorly know a windfall when they see it. He adds they wanted a number so ridiculously high that I canceled it. In fact, roughly $50 million of the cost would have covered Pentagon expenses. The remaining money was mostly for security-related issues. Mr. Trump says he will instead travel to Paris to mark the end of World War I on November 11th.
1: That's correspondent Wally Hines. The jury in the Paul Manafort trial begins day two of deliberations today, and President Donald Trump's decision to strip former CIA Director John Brennan of his security clearance is being called an act of political vengeance by former U.S. security officials. This is SRN News.
3: Through August, Wellness Radio 1570 is smiling wide for National Happiness Happens Month, a reminder to take pride in progress, to look back at goals you've flown past, A time to focus on happiness as a journey rather than a destination. Enjoy the small victories. Take a moment today to share a smile with someone around you or a story about what makes you happy. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio
2: 1570. This Friday's off to a great start. Beautiful weather, 90 today. Here's your forecast for the weekend from the Eagle Wellness Studios. Clear skies into your Friday night, mid-60s for a low. Saturday, sunshine, 90. Sunday, sunshine, mid-80s. Could see some storms finally get into the forecast a Sunday evening. Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black is up next here on the Twin Cities Wellness Station, Wellness 1570.
4: Join Healthy Choices this Saturday at 5 p.m. as your host, Ray Solano, joins Dr. Margaret Christensen for an exciting interview on the effects of toxic mold and her advanced treatments. Dr. Christensen is nationally recognized as one of the most advanced functional medicine physicians and is passionate about helping uncover the root cause of illness to truly improve your health. That's Healthy Choices this Saturday at 5 p.m. only on Wellness Radio 1570. And for past broadcasts and specials on our exclusive products, check out HealthyChoicesXM.com.
5: Hey folks,
2: Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling watches. The only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world. Check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at ContinentalDiamond.com.
1: please contact us at wnav-video.com. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom
5: Builders. I don't have one thing in my life that I can boast about. Every single thing that is good is a direct result of Christ's salvation in my life. Matthew uh, is
2: one that you might be talking to if you call our number. He's my son-in-law. We've established a great relationship over the past few years, and we pray that that might continue as he serves in
5: the capacity of of running the office. Well, when someone calls, usually I just try to see what their needs are and whether it's estimating for gutters or a roof or a repair if the roof is leaking. My focus is just always on trying to honor God in how I interact with people. You know, I just try not to add anything or subtract anything from what the Lord would have us do. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate,
2: contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net.
0: The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
2: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired?
4: You're Radio Life Caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be posing the question, why fail? You know, there are really only two outcomes for life, success or failure. And uh, I always talk about the law of 100. You know, I learned this in the financial services. If you um, take a group of, uh, you know, 25-year-old kids, uh, young adults, if you will, and line them up uh, back to back, side by side, or whatever it is, in a straight line with their back against the wall, side by side. If you were to ask all 100 of those people at age 25 if they will be successful, uh, all of them would say yes. And then project it forward 40 years, so there's 65, like 30, some of them don't even make it. Uh, I forgot all the exact figures, but we use this in financial planning all the time. And only one person of that original 100 will be uh independently wealthy, can do whatever they want, wherever they want, whenever they want. Three of those people will be financially dependent where they can, again, to the, to a degree, uh, basically live the life that they want. And the rest of those people will either be dead or dead broke or dependent on somebody else. And that's what it comes down to. It's It's not that people really consciously choose to fail. It's an unconscious thing. There's an old saying that people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. It's not intentional. It's an unconscious thing. And so I want to break down these two things, these two words, success or failure, since they are truly our two outcomes. And a big part of this uh, show today is I want to give you from Harvey Mackey uh, from success.com the seven reasons why he identified why we fail. But before we do that, I want to lay some groundwork and suggest to you that there really are only two outcomes, and that is success or failure. And again, I want to suggest, too, that these two words are nominalizations, they're generalizations. And these two words are also comparative words, that in order to say something is a failure or success, you have to have a litmus test, something that you're comparing it to. That's why I love this quote by Dr. Benjamin Elias Mays. It says it must be borne in mind that the tragedy of life does not lie in not reaching your goal. The tragedy of life lies in having no goal to reach, not failure, but low aim is sin. He says it isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream. Every man and woman is born into the world to do something unique and something distinctive. And if he or she does not do it, it will never be done. It isn't a disgrace not to reach for the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach for. That's why, by Dr. Benjamin Elias Mays. And today we're going to talk about why fail. It reminds me of a story I once heard of about three trees. Once there were three trees on the hill in the woods. They were discussing their hopes and dreams when the first tree said, Someday I hope to be a treasure chest that could be filled with gold, silver, and precious gems. I could be decorated with intricate carvings, and everyone would see my beauty. Then the second tree said, Someday I will be a mighty ship. I will take kings and queens across the waters and sail to the corners of the world. Everyone will feel safe in me because of the strength of my hull. Finally, the th- third tree said, I want to grow to be the tallest and straightest tree in the forest. People see me on top of the hill and look up to my branches and think of the heavens and God and how close to them I am reaching. I will be the greatest tree of all time and people will always remember me. After a few years of praying that their dreams would come true, a group of woodsmen came upon the trees. When one came to the first tree, he said, this looks like a strong tree. I think I should be able to sell the wood to a carpenter. And he began cutting it down. The tree was happy because he knew that the carpenter would make him do a treasure chest. At the second tree, the woodsman said, this looks like a strong tree. I should be able to sell it to the shipyard. The second tree was happy because he knew he was on his way to becoming a mighty ship. When the woodsman came upon the third tree, the tree was frightened because he knew that if they cut him down, his dreams would not come true. One of the woodsmen said, I don't need anything special for my tree. I'll take this one, and he cut it down. When the first tree arrived at the carpenters, he was made into a feed box for animals. He was then placed in a barn and filled with hay. This was not at all what he had prayed for. The second tree was cut and made to a small fishing boat. His dreams of being a mighty ship and carrying kings had come to an end. The third tree was cut into large pieces and left alone in the dark. The years went by and the trees forgot about their dreams. Then one day a man and a woman came to the barn. She gave birth and they placed the baby in the hay in the feed box that was made from the first tree. The man wished that he could have made a crib for the baby, but this manger would have to do. The tree could feel the importance of this event and knew that it had held the greatest treasure of all time. Years later, a group of men got in the fishing boat made from the second tree. One of them was tired and went to sleep. While they were out on the water, a great storm arose, and the tree didn't think it was strong enough to keep the men safe. The man woke the sleeping man, and he stood and said, Peace, and the storm stopped. At this time, the tree knew that it had carried the king of kings in its boat. Finally, someone came and got the third tree. It was carried through the streets as the people mocked the man who was carrying it. When they came to a stop, the man was nailed to the tree and raised in the air to die at the top of a hill. When Sunday came, the tree came to realize that it was strong enough to stand at the top of the hill and be as close to God as was possible because Jesus had been crucified on it. The moral of the story is that when things don't seem to be going your way, always know that God has a plan for you. If your place, it's your place to trust in him, and God will give you the great gifts. See, each of the trees, ladies and gentlemen, got what they wanted, just not in the way they imagined. See, we don't always know what God's plans are for us. We don't know what life's going to throw at us. You know, life is the picture of a sailboat on stormy waters and says success. Success, we cannot control the wind, but we can adjust ourselves. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're really talking about today. Today, unlike It Matters Radio, we're asking the question, why fail? And today we're going to go through the seven reasons why most people fail. But I'm going to suggest that it really comes down to an eighth reason at the very end. There's one big reason. But first of all, we need to talk about these two words. You know, what is failure? What is success? You know, we need to define these two words. Because if you think about it, both of them are comparative words. Both of them are quantifiers. You know, in this journey of life, we need a compass. We need a goal. We need a destination. We need direction. We need some direction. But these two words, failure and success, are what's called nominalization. A nominalization fits in the pattern or category, if you will, of the word generalization. And here's the unique thing about nominalizations, is nominalizations, you cannot put them in a wheelbarrow. You cannot put a nominalization in a wheelbarrow. In other words, success cannot be put in a wheelbarrow. Success must define, be defined by a person. Happiness cannot be put in a wheelbarrow. Love cannot be put in a wheelbarrow. You get it? They are defined by the person that is possessing them. And so the first thing we got to know, what is failure? What is success? And if you understand that these are words that we compare to, why were you given this gift of life? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? Why did the God of the universe breathe life into that carbon-based life form and give you a purpose, give you a reason, give you life? That truly it comes down to our lives and what we define as success or failure. We'll be back in three minutes.
2: Listen to the impact of leadership. Listen to the impact of leadership awakening on Pastor Don Delich.
0: Leadership awakening is a very unique and dynamic 46 hours packed with energy, enthusiasm, and challenges. It has taught me to maximize my opportunities. My goal is to be the best that I can be for Jesus Christ and to inspire others to commit their entire bodies, souls, minds, and spirits to God's calling for them. My priorities are to serve the Lord first, my wife next, then my family, followed by all others who connect with me. Leadership Awakening provides tools to enable us to focus our skills and to love blessing many lives. Please consider Leadership Awakening.
2: To check out the dates and locations of upcoming Leadership Awakenings, go to likeitmatters.net slash events. That's likeitmatters.net slash events.
6: My name is Dr. Stephen Troviani MD. My practice is North Star Neurological Clinic. If you've had pain that has not resolved with the treatment you've received, it may well be that the source of that pain is not being addressed. My job as a a neurologist is to evaluate and determine as precisely as possible the cause. The way we go about resolving that pain is tailoring the treatment plan to that specific source. There are some conditions which uh, are amenable to physical therapy that we provide through my office. Some may require surgery, and we make those uh, referrals as well. But the point is, when we make those referrals, we make those referrals to people in whom I have great confidence. I can be reached at our office number, which is 763-416-1400. We can also be reached online through NorthStarPainCare.com. Again, NorthStarPainCare.com.
3: If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about why fail. And this, like all of our other shows, is a show that you need to listen in its entirety. This is not one of those radio shows where you pop in and pop out. I'm asking you to commit an hour of your time daily to work on yourself to become a little bit better today than you were yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. That's what life is about. You're about pushing yourself, about growing, you know, about reading, about expanding your mind. You know, your brain is the only organ in your body that never has to deteriorate. That one organ that the more you use it, the better it gets. Every other organ in your body, the more you use it, the more it wears out. But your brain, your mind, your you know, that organ that you have inside of your head uh, is one of those organs that, boy, the more you use it, the sharper it gets. And that's why this radio show is a calling. That's why you need to make sure to help us get this radio show on every radio station in every medium, small, large uh, city in this country. Because we're going to change this world, ladies and gentlemen. we got to change our thinking. You know, majority of what we do is driven by our brain, and uh, we we only use a small percentage of our brain consciously. Everything else is unconsciously. That's why there's so many things driving us. Like, there are two driving forces in life. We need to keep it simple, soldier. Don't make things so complicated. We're either uh, moving towards pleasure or moving away from pain. It's called neuroassociative conditioning two driving force in life. The desire for pleasure, we're moving towards something, or the avoidance of pain, we're moving away from something. So we're either desiring, acting, doing things, moving towards success, or we're avoiding moving away from failure. And I'm not sure which one is better. I'm not sure. But what we got to realize is we are under construction. We're going to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And you got motivation, which is us choosing to be stirred up emotionally to do something. But then you got habits that are unconscious things that allow us to keep doing the same thing over and over. And a lot of habits can be negative, but they can be positive as well. You know, Stephen Covey wrote a great book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And when I start comparing, you know, failure and success, failure and success, I look for these patterns. And a lot of what we hear about these patterns are what are called quadrants. You know, so I got this article from LinkedIn from Ed Rush, uh, July 1 of 2018. He says there are four types of people in the world, and only one of them is right. He says in this article, want to change the world? If so, you want to get more done in less time with less waste. And that starts with managing your time to get there first identify your type. He says there are only four types of people in the world and you can see them in the four quadrants below. And he said the four quadrants are no implementation, implementation, and no information, information. So type one is no implementation, no information. Type two is no implementation, uh, information. Type three is implementation and no information, and type four is implementation and information. So he says, Type one, no information, no implementation. This is the proverbial couch potato. No need to feel sorry for this guy. His steady diet of reality TV, home shopping net food stamps, and government cheese is all his fault. He's either convinced himself that he's not capable of doing anything or he's too lazy to do it. Type two, he says, all information, no implementation. These are the know-it-alls who talk a big game but never actually do anything. They're the ones who use the phrase, I'm going to. I'm going to write that book. I'm going to quit my job and start my business. I'm going to ask her out on a date. The problem is that they never get around to doing anything. And to make matters worse, when you do something, they are the first critics in line to tell you how you should have done it. And he says, to avoid this type two trap, take action. Then talk about what you did, not what you're going to do. He goes on to say, type three, no information, all implementation. He says, you have to feel sorry for these guys. They are chickens with their heads cut off. They go from one thing to the next. In his words, trying, trying, and trying harder. They never get anywhere because they don't know what they're doing. If only they would take a few minutes to get some advice, they'd be on their way to success. The problem is they don't have time to ask. They're too busy doing. So you got to get this. He says, I often picture this kind of person with his email account open, Facebook notifications on, and his phone buzzing. You have to give him credit for doing something. It's just that in all his doing, he never gets anything done. To avoid this type 3 trap, keep in mind that motion does not actually signify progress. Jogging in place may be good for warming up. But you will never finish the marathon unless you start moving forward. And then he says, type four, all information, all implementation. And he says, this is our goal. Strive to be as educated as possible at everything and anything that you do. Then do it. If you want to lose weight, study nutrition and diet plans. Take a course on fitness and then get busy. If you want to start a business, take a few courses from some competent instructors. Then get that web page up and start making sales. If you want to learn how to be a gourmet cook, buy a few cookbooks, then get cooking. Any way you shake it, strive to be a type 4 person. The spoils don't belong to the smart or to the strong. They belong to the one who first points in the right direction, information, and then runs, implementation. See, ladies and gentlemen, I tell people all the time, the only reason I get to do what I do, the only reason that I have been in the leadership training for 25 years is because I would do without having all the information. See, I think a lot of me was, uh, I wouldn't say no information, but I would say information and implementation. I would take what I knew and run with it. I would not stop what I didn't know keep me from doing what I did know. See, sometimes you gotta be the MacGyver in your life. You just gotta put it together with bailing wire, chewing gum, shoestring, and then you have a team to put it together. You know, one of the big fears out there that limits a lot of people is fear of uh, risking. It's huge. Fear of risking, a fear of the unknown, having to be perfect. All those fall in this category you 're not willing to do anything until you get all the information you know how to do everything. The problem is you won 't take action it 's kind of like sitting in your car waiting uh, in your uh, in your car the car 's running you 're in gear, but you 're not going to leave for work until every light on the way to work is green right you 're not going to get anywhere. Sometimes you just need to make things happen. You got to. That's why knowing what your definition of success is, what your definition of failure is. That's why knowing who you are and why you're here. That's why Roan talks about so much. Jim Rohn, one of my favorite people, you know, when he was live, said, Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenges. Wish for more wisdom. And he says, days are expensive. When you spend a day, you have one less day to spend. So make sure you spend each one wisely. He says, failure is not a single cataclysmic event. You don't fail overnight. Instead, failure is a few errors in judgment repeated every day. And I'm going to suggest success is the opposite of that. Success is not a single cataclysmic event. You don't have success overnight. Instead, success is a few solid foundational things done every single day choosing to do those and repeat it every day. It's success is a habit. It's doing those same things on a regular basis, being motivated at the beginning and then creating them as a habit to where they keep going no matter what. And so I love this little, this thing, four types of people. And I truly believe that Having some information and then implementation is one of the keys. Now, you also know Covey has a similar thing. Covey has that quadrant living, too, the time management. If he studied uh, seven habits of highly effective people, he talks about the four quadrants, right? Uh, Quadrant one is urgent and important. Quadrant two is not urgent and important. Quadrant three is urgent and not important. Quadrant four is not urgent and not important. And he tells us this to be quadrant two livings, right? Right? And in, 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 when we're living in quadrant one, which is just everything is, you know, you got important and urgent, you know, activities, you know, you, you're in crisis mode, you're you're pressing problems, you're uh, deadline-driven. And the results, you're going to be stressed out, you're going to be burnt out, you're going to be in crisis management, and you're always putting out the fires. In quadrant three, which is not important and urgent, Your activities are interruptions, some callers, some emails, some reports, some meetings, proximate, pressing matters, popular activities. What are the results from quadrant three living? Short-term focus, crisis management, reputation, a chameleon, a character. Uh, Results are you, you see goals and plans as worthless. You feel victimized, out of control, and you feel shallow or broken relationships. How about quadrant four living? Not urgent and not important. There's so a lot of people doing this. Trivial stuff. Busy work. Doing, again, some email. Some personal social media. Some phone calls. A lot of time parasites. A lot of time wasters. A lot of pl- pleasant, fun activities. Get lost on email. Get lost on Facebook. What are the results? Total irresponsibility. Get fired from jobs dependent on others or institution for basics. What we want to do is focus on those things that are important and that aren't urgent. And the reason that something becomes urgent is something we were supposed to do that we didn't do, something that blew up on us. And we really want to get focused on the important, not the urgent. So what Covey talks about is quadrant two, living, activities, prevention, capability improvement, activities, relationship building, activities, being in the now moment so you can recognize new opportunities, activities, planning, and recreation. Don't you see it? And then quadrant two results are you have a vision, you have perspective, you have balance, you have discipline, you have control, and you have fewer crisis. That's why I like to lead with a leader-follower response grid. You got active and active, you can get leader and follower. An active leader sees an opportunity, chooses to respond by leading. An inactive leader sees an opportunity, chooses not to respond. An active follower sees an opportunity, chooses to respond by following and offering support to the leader. An inactive follower sees an opportunity, chooses not to respond, contribute, or follow. And so today, I'm telling you right now, why fail? When you know who you are, when you know why you're here, you know what to do, then failure is not an option. So after the break, we're going to go into seven reasons why we fail.
5: Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees.
2: Since then, they have been on fire.
0: They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the
2: charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, Best investment I ever made secondly we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included
5: change the course of your life go to LikeItMatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next leadership awakening class in Minneapolis September 13th through the 15th That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
2: TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education,
3: including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school.
2: Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651 289 4406 or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
5: Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague or friend pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the US the pancreatic cancer action network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020 we need your help we are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer we must do more and demand urgent action to save lives Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. Pancan.org.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio Radio. Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. I am the Black Band They're helping you to be more today than you were yesterday more to tomorrow than today that is our goal our goal on this radio show like it matters Radio.com, is to inspire you and to educate you to motivate you to make you uh, your life better today than it was yesterday to help you be under construction in the corporate world, we call it Lean Manufacturing, Lean Sigma, Six Sigma. In the training world, we call it LikeItMatters.net, and we call it Leadership Awakening. So if you want to better your life, if you want more to life, if you want to be a better spouse, a better parent, a better team player, a better salesperson, a better manager, you need to go to LikeItMatters.net. Let me help you in two and a half days, uh, put you in a process that will forever change your life. We work with anybody. We set up payment plans. Uh, we never let money be a reason why someone does not get help. See, that's why we do this radio show. That's why you need to be on this radio show an hour a day to grow your mind, to to think outside the box, to put some good stuff in your head. And if you miss any of this radio show or if you only listen to it one time, you should listen to each show two or three times. There's a lot of information here. So you can go to likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this show and four or five months of archive shows. All you got to do is go to likeitmattersradio.com, and then there will be a listen now section. You hit that button says listen now, and then it will go through shows you can listen to. Now, if you want to listen on your AM dial, the terrestrial radio station, we are on the local dial in two cities, and with your help, with your support, we should be in 150, 250 cities across this country. But locally, right now, we're in two, and with your help, we can be in 200. Right now, we're in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area on AM 1570, every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, we are in the St. Louis, Missouri area. We are so honored to be a part of Praise 95.1 FM, the St. Louis Gospel Experience, and 1260 a.m. We play every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. This is what we're talking about. We we need to work on who we are. And by the way, you can go to iTunes now and you can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio and the end of each of our radio shows, they will have available to you in podcast form, our radio show. Please, if you do Facebook, go to facebook.com slash LIM radio. And please don't keep us a secret. Spread us. Send our link to your friends. Let people know about our incredible radio show. Get your butt in a leadership training. We'll be in um, um, Richmond, Virginia next week, and then in two weeks from that, uh, we'll be in um, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and then two weeks after that, we'll be in Sacramento, California, and then three weeks after that, we'll be in Dallas. Just go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. And today, we are talking about why fail. Failure is not um, intentional, I believe that. Failure is something that happens when time gets away from us, when we lose this place called the now moment. That's why before the break I talked about the quadrant that I like to use is leader-follower-response grid. It's a simple quadrant, just like Covey's quadrant, just like the gentleman's quadrant that said that there's basically four types of people in the world. Those with no implementation, no information. Those with no implementation, but information. Those that with implementation and no information. And those with all implementation, all information. And that's where we want to be. Covey tells us to do in, uh, basically, um, what is it, quadrant two living. To focus on those things that are important and not urgent. Because things become urgent because we procrastinate. Because we put them off. Because we don't deal with them. But I believe each one of us occupies this space called the now. And each one of us has the opportunity to be a leader or a follower in any given situation. And so my quadrant was the active leader and the active follower and the inactive leader and the inactive follower. An active leader sees an opportunity, chooses to respond by leading. An active follower sees an opportunity, chooses to respond by following and offering support to the leader. However, inactive leader sees an opportunity, chooses not to respond. An inactive follower sees an opportunity, chooses not to respond, contribute, or follow. And I always tell people the the bad word on this page is not follower. If you're going to be a good leader, you've got to learn how to follow. If you're going to be a good leader, you're going to have people that are your followers. The bad word here is an inactive. See, there's a leadership process. Step number one, something gets your attention. You want it. Something you're focused on. And then number two, you make processes. I'm sorry, you process observation, thoughts, and feelings, and you make choices. In other words, you create it. Decide on the best choice based on what you want. You create a pathway to get you what you want. And then this third step is you respond by doing something lead or follow. Take action, live it, work the plan. The definition of power is action. And why some of you don't feel any power is because you don't take action. You don't take advantage of this place called the now moment. Think about it. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a step, we were told. And I'm going to suggest also a roadmap. You created your roadmap. The time is now time to live it. Live it with passion, heart, body, and soul. And there's this cycle. How to choose your contributions. You need to know, leader. Leaders have discernment. First of all, you perceive the situation objectively. Where are you now? Where are you going? What will it take to get there and how long? Those are the three questions all leaders ask themselves in clear vision. So number one, how do you know what to do? Perceive the situation objectively. Number two, evaluate your ability to lead and or actively follow in terms of the situation. Number three, choose to lead or actively follow. Number four, identify contributions and specific action steps. Number 5, evaluate your contributions and the situation as it is now. And then number 6, take action. Do something. And this is the how you approach this is different depending on the situation. That's why situational leadership. That's why I teach it in Leadership Awakening. That's why you should go to likeitmatters.net and get your button a class. Depending on the situation, this entire process might only take 10 seconds or it might take a week. Each situation is unique unto itself, as is each member of the team. you got to get this. Always take into account all data, you know, time allotted for decisions, team member personalities, safety, strengths, and weaknesses of each team member. And, you know, in dealing with people over 25 years of my leadership training, from all walks of life, from all income levels, I realize there's certain reasons why people choose not to lead. And I see this in companies, I see this at home, I see this in personal situations, I see this in spiritual situations. You know, people choose not to lead because maybe the individual may already be committed as a leader in other aspects of his or her role. Uh, Maybe this person believes that someone else is more effective as a leader in this particular area. Maybe this person has decided it's time to let someone else step forward and take the lead. Maybe the individual really isn't interested in reaching out to people in a particular way. Maybe the organization is set up so that only managers or others with certain titles are allowed to take on leadership responsibilities. Maybe the individual does not have confidence. Maybe that's what's going on. They're lacking confidence. They don't believe in themselves, in their own abilities to lead. Maybe the person may be encountering walls within themselves. You know, they might be shutting down. They might be getting emotionally hijacked. They might be a non-communicative or vindictive. Maybe they have some fear, you know, false evidence appearing real. But you know what? The reason why most people choose not to lead, I'm going to be honest with you, they're not a committed person. They're not a committed team member. And that's why we're talking today about failure and success. And, you know, I got this uh, great thing from uh, uh, the guy's name is, uh, what is it, Sav? Is it uh, Sid Savaria? He says, famous failures. He says, what do Michael Jordan, Abraham Lincoln, and J.K. Rowling all have in common? They know that failure is a stepping stone to success. You know, Michael Jordan's famous quote, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. I mean, you want to go look at someone, uh, not impressive resume, go look at Abraham Lincoln. He failed at so much stuff, and he wound up becoming one of our greatest presidents of all time. You know, how about J.K. Rowling? You know, she spoke about failure and how it changed her at her Harvard commencement speech years ago. She says it's impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. Failure gave me an inner security that I have never attained by passing examinations. Failure taught me things about myself that I could have learned no other way. I discovered that I had a strong will and more discipline than I had suspected. I also found out that I had friends whose value was truly above the price of rubies. The knowledge that you have emerged wiser and stronger from setbacks mean that you are ever after secure in your ability to survive. You will never truly know yourself or the strength of your relationships until both have been tested by adversity. Such knowledge is a true gift for all that it is painfully won, and it has been worth more than any qualification I ever earned. And you want to look at some other famous failures? Look at uh, Thomas Edison. Look at Ray Kroc. Look at Mary Kay. Look at Colonel Sanders at KFC. Look at Sam Walton. A lot of these people had so much failure and very little success before they were 50 years old. And so today, I really want to go into the seven reasons why we fell. This is from Harvey McKay from success.com. And the number one reason is lack of persistence. And I'm going to say that's absolutely, I I agree with that. Because people give up too easily. They quit. That's why I love the quote from Calvin Coolidge. Nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent, omnipotent. And I'm going to tell you right now as I look at this article, lack of persistence is the number one reason why people fail. More people fail not because they lack knowledge or talent, but because they just quit. It is important to remember two words, persistence and resistance. Persist in what must be done and resist what ought not to be done. Do new things. Persistence is important, but repeating the same actions over and over again, hoping this time you'll succeed, probably won't get you any closer to your objective. So ladies and gentlemen, today we are asking the question, Why Fail?, as we look at the several reasons why we fail.
5: Service. on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black today. I am posing the question to you, why fail? Why fail? And we are now looking at the seven reasons why we fail. And this is from an article that Harvey McKay wrote in success.com June of last year. And so we're going through the seven lists here and I'm going to add the eighth one. So the first one, why we fail, lack of persistence. Ladies and gentlemen, persistence is the key. Number Two, lack of conviction, you know we have to have a past desire to make a difference and fearlessly believe in our cause, and people need to believe you, and you need to believe yourself and yet so many people, if you listen to what they say, they don't speak with conviction, they don't make eye contact or when they when you ask them their opinion they they don't speak boldly. That's one of the things that we cover in our leadership training. I teach something called Power Speak, which is called Speaking to Win. And what I mean by win is gaining agreement with your audience, uh, um, building a team with those you're talking with. The example I give everybody is let's say if someone had to give a talk in front of a group of people uh, before our training. I don't care if it's two people or two thousand. I can tell you right now, if they had any apprehension whatsoever about doing that before taking this course, I can tell you the end of my training, at the end of two and a half days of leadership awakening, that fear will be diminished, will be er eradicated. See, we throw you right in the water. You have to swim. Small classes can't hide. But if you don't speak with conviction, if you don't have the ability to elevate your voice, if you can't look people in the eye, if you don't speak with boldness and and cover the topic and act as if you know what you're talking about, people aren't going to believe you and then you start doubting yourself. And you don't believe yourself and boy, it just falls apart. It's called incongruent. And so go to likeitmatters.net. Let me teach you how to speak with conviction. Let me make you a better speaker. Let me make you a better salesman. Let me help you have conversations that you are not capable of having today. It comes from an inner confidence. That's one of the things I do. I take the number one fear in the world, and I use it as a battering ram to push through other fears, both known and unknown. So we're going through this list of seven reasons why we fail. Number one is lack of persistence. Number two is lack of conviction. Number three is rationalization. In other words, we justify. Winners might analyze, he says, Mr. Rush, but they never rationalize. Losers rationalize and have a book full of excuses to tell you why they couldn't succeed. Sometimes we just need to change our perspective. We don't need to think of every unsuccessful attempt as a failure. Ladies and gentlemen, there's something called failing forward. You know, if our outcome for an event or an outcome is less than uh, our desired intent, you could call that failure or you can call it feedback. And if you learn from that outcome and do better next time, was that a failure? Again, would you call Thomas Edison a failure? Would you call Mary Kay a failure? Would you call Thomas Jefferson, I mean, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln a failure? Thomas Jefferson too? Would you call Ray Kroc or, or a failure? Would you call Colonel Sanders or Mary Kay? See, all these people had a lot of failure in life, but the difference is they learned from that failure. They learned to overcome. They believed in themselves. They were persistent. And then now today they're successful people. Walmart, successful company. You know that. So, We don't rationalize. The reason why we fail is because we rationalize. Learn from our past. There's a lot of things, which really brings us into number four. Number four on this list of seven is dismissal of past mistakes. Some people live and learn, and some only live. Failure is a teacher if we have the right attitude. Wise people learn from their mistakes. Experience is the name they give to slip-ups. And he goes on to say, Mr. Rush, to find the problem better. Analyze the situation, what you want to achieve, what your strategy is, why it didn't work. Are you really viewing the problem correctly? See, and that's why I teach about the perceptual positions. First position, second position, third position. That's why I I give you this eight-step process called the Thoughts and Emotions Journal. We can take a look at everything. We need to learn from our past. It's like going down the freeway of life. And if we if were going in a forward direction, our head wouldn't be cocked 180 degrees behind us looking at our past. We learn from our past, but we don't live there. There's a lot of good information there. And there's some lessons that we need to learn. That if we don't learn them, we continue on the same journey. Again, uh, I, I'm a Christian. I, I, I follow my brothers and sisters, the Jews. I speak out to my Muslim friends who know about Isa al-Masir. But, boy, when I look at the exodus... Uh, out of Egypt into the land of Canaan. That was a two-week journey. Why did it take 40 years, and why did only two people, the two million that left, actually enter the promised land? Because they didn't learn from their past mistakes. Number five, lack of discipline. People unwilling to do what it takes. That's a huge one. Number six, poor self-esteem, not knowing who we are, not believing in yourself. And that's why you need Mr. Black. That's why you need to go to training. I guarantee you the ultimate confidence when you leave my training. People leave my, re- my training regrouped with the biggest feeling of self-confidence, a clarity in thinking, a, a new sense of direction, a new sense of self. And it's not just for themselves, but in relation to er- every role in their life. And it's unlike anything they've experienced in their entire life. People want to know if they drank the Kool-Aid if they Kool-Aid if they were born again because their self-esteem, once you affect someone's esteem, you affect how they show up. And seven, he says on this list of seven reasons why we fail is fatalistic attitude. A fatalistic attitude prevents people from accepting responsibility for their position in life. They attribute success and failure to luck. All failure. Uh, is luck. Or actually, all success is luck. Just ask any failure. They'll tell you. <laughs> I saw that somewhere. So those are what they say of the seven. I'm going to suggest there's one more important. The number one reason why people fail, why we fail, is not valuing time. That's it. You know, in the Bible, when it says the word time, there are two Greek words, kairos and Chronos. Kronos has to do with the time on the clock that it is. But kairos knows what time it is. And the reason why most people fail is because they don't know this place called now. They don't value time. They live by this creed, you know, I'll do it when. You know, we convince ourselves that life will be better when we are married, when we have a baby than another. Then we are frustrated that the kids aren't old enough and will be more content when they are. After that, we're frustrated that we have teenagers to deal with. We will certainly be happy when they are out of this uh, out of this, that stage of life. We tell ourselves that our life will be complete when our spouse gets his or her act together, when we get a nicer car, are able to go on a nicer vacation, when we retire. The truth is that there is no better time now to be happy. If not now, then when? Our life will always be filled with challenges. It's best to admit this to ourselves and decide to be happy anyway. We've got to treasure every moment we have and treasure it more because we share it with someone special, special enough to spend our time. And we must remember that time waits for no one. So we must stop waiting until we finish school, until we go back to school, until we lose 10 pounds, until we have kids until our kids leave our house, until we start work, until we retire, until we get married, until Friday night, until Sunday morning, until uh, you get a new car or new home, uh, until uh, your new car or new home is paid off, uh, until fall, until winter, until summer, until you are off welfare, until until the first or the 15th of the month until your song comes on, until you die, until you're born again and decide that there is no better time than right now to be happy. See, life is a journey. Success is a journey. Happiness is a journey. These are not destinations. We've got to work like we don't need the money. We've got to love like we've never been hurt. And we've got to dance like no one's watching. The time is now. That's part of this. And I really believe the number one reason why people are not successful is because they don't value this thing called time. Ladies and gentlemen, we must live with a sense of urgency. Planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. And Dr. Viktor Frankl put it easily, simply. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power. It's your freedom. It's your power and freedom to be successful or to be a failure. That's why we got to live with a sense of urgency. That's why I start my training off with this simple quote. It's 1159 on the clock of destiny. And you've only got a minute. Only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon you, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But it's up to you to use it. You'll suffer if you lose it. Give account if you abuse it. It's only a minute. But eternity is in it. And that really is the number one, the main reason why we fail. I'm not downplaying what Harvey McKay wrote in success.com. I'm not downplaying uh, anything that, uh, who's this guy that I quoted from here? Sid Savara? I'm just telling you, time is money. And what you do with your time at the end of your life, that's how you're eulogized. It's how you spend your time, what you did with this space in between stimulus and response, what you did in the now moment. Because yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery. Today is the present, so we must treat it like the gift that it is. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it
5: does. Are you 55 or older or a child of aging parents? Is health and wellness a priority for you? Check out the free R-Life event presented by Tealwood Senior Living Communities and the Adams Publishing Group. This event includes short seminars, free screenings, prize giveaways, and info from more than 40 local businesses. Visit the
4: R-Life event September 26th from noon to 4 p.m. at the Green Haven Golf Course in Anoka. There's more information at rlifenwmetro.com.
1: Step into Chet's Shoes in Columbia Heights for work, hiking, hunting footwear, and more.
0: Check out our expanded line of women's work boots and our selection of New Balance shoes.
1: Ready to ride this season?
0: Be sure to check out our Harley Davidson motorcycle boots.
1: Don't forget, Chet's carries other essentials such as socks and inserts.
0: Let us help you find the right footwear and the right size.
1: Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and visit us at Chet'sshoes.com.
0: Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet.
4: Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9, on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness